Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight business leaders with vision and clarity. And today I've got Matthew Kleiman, and he is the author of Work Done Right and the CEO of Cumulus Digital Systems. Did I get all that correct so far, Matthew? You got it, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So I always like to start uh, by asking our guests a little bit about why you do what you do. Why are you passionate about what you do? Then we'll get a little into the what you do and who will benefit and things like that. But what what is it that you're all passionate about and why do you do what you do, Matthew? Sure. Great question. Uh, so my passion is improving work quality in heavy industry, in maintenance and construction, and making sure, as the book says, work is done right every time the first time. Uh, and we see the, the reason I got into this, I've been doing, it's been my, my life's work for the past 15 years or so, is uh, I took a little bit of a winding journey through my career through aerospace, energy, and construction. And a common theme that I saw in each area was that work quality and safety is often subordinated to schedule and cost pressures. And the, you know, depending on when this airs, you know, right now in the news, uh, just now is uh, the, the, the piece that fell off of the Alaska Airlines 737. And it looks like that's exactly what happened from the preliminary investigations that, that in the factories where the 737 was built, there was a ton of pressure to move faster, to reduce costs and quality and work quality suffered. And, um, and that unfortunately happens across industries uh, where, where there are safety critical applications, not just airplanes, but in construction and chemical plants, bridges, towers, roads, whatever it might be. Uh, this unfortunately happens all the time. So uh, I've made it my life's work in two ways. One, I started Cumulus uh, five years ago and, and that we developed technology to make it super easy for companies to uh, train their workers on how to follow the right procedures, whether it's tightening bolts like in Alaska Airlines or whatever other whatever else the work might be. Um, and then val- use technology to validate that those procedures were actually followed. So again, go to the bolt example, connect to a digital wrench that would confirm that, yes, those, those bolts hit the right torque value and they're clear to go uh, into the fleet. Yeah. That's one part of it is the technology side. And then the other side is just helping industry leaders through, uh, through uh, services. And, and then the book that, that I wrote uh, with my team to just talk about some of the ways we've been successful in helping companies use systems thinking, systems engineering to improve uh, work quality at their facilities. Yeah. And where, where can people find a copy of the book? If they wanted to get a copy of the book, can they find it on Amazon or where? where is- right on Amazon. Just uh, just search Work Done Right. And my name, Matthew Kleiman, it'll, it'll come up. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about, so, so you've got sort of this digital side and you've got the people side. 
and uh, and bringing these two things around together around quality. So uh, so how do you do that? Like what how, do you have a, a process that you've deployed or you've come up with? Like how do you help business leaders all the way to the factory floor in making sure that uh, there's alignment because it's got to, you know, as you mentioned, the, the Boeing thing, it's, um, you know, there's there's business leadership that's driving for quantity and productivity and profitability and all these things. And then you've got folks on the on the factory floor who are tightening those bolts. And uh, how do you how do you work with organizations to make that connection? What, what have you found to be the, uh, the key ways to do that? The most important thing, uh, well, two most important things. One is transparency and traceability. There has to be visibility from the top right down to the factory floor at the individual worker level of who's supposed to do what and validating that they did what they're supposed to do. And what often happens in modern business culture is there's a lot of contracting and subcontracting that happens. And what we find is that it's those layers of contracts where people contractually pass on liability from one level of the process to another, and they assume somebody else has a good system for managing something. And it turns out that that's, that, that every, you know, you get a lot of that, you know, if, for those of you listening, you know, Scarecrow crossing figures is somebody else is responsible for it. And, um, and so, so that's on the technology side. Uh, is is providing system, making sure everybody's reading from the same uh, songbook and everybody has that transparency and traceability for every unit of work that happens. The other piece of it is, is related is applying systems thinking to a business. Uh, systems thinking is often used uh, for engineering. So you might take um, you know, so, some sort of vehicle and you think about it as a whole system. So think about a car and, and what happens on the, the crankshaft is related to what happens in the engine and the steering wheel and the driver and what they're doing. Everything is a system. Uh, or you think about biology where, you know, you could have a, a circulatory problem that is due to something happening in the lungs and you're not getting enough oxygen to your heart or, or to your brain. Uh, it's a full system. Everything interacts with everything else. And unfortunately, in modern business, especially industrial businesses, it's very siloed. Uh, kind of what I was talking about before, where people, everybody thinks somebody else is handling it. But how you do procurement is related to how you do engineering and how you incentivize your workers um, and manage performance. All of that is interconnected. And we help uh, our, our clients think about their businesses and their operations in that way so that if they build this interconnected web and can identify uh, shortfalls where that we can help them shore up and then improve quality in their facilities. Yeah, excellent. And what um, and so how does your software enable organizations to do that? Is your software more focused on the uh, on the technical component and the technical sort of um, getting getting the stuff done that is torque at the right level and things like that? Is it, was it more focused on the executive leadership alignment and communication? Is there, is it some, you know, blend of the two? How, how does that typically work? It's a blend of the two, but what it does pretty uniquely and where we found a, a big gap in, in many of the clients we were working with is that oftentimes uh, customers, they, they bring in technology that helps with all the, the planning of the work, the design, uh, all, all of that. But that once, but that the, the technology kind of stops at the work order. So there's a work order or purchase order that's issued that goes 
out to somebody and then it becomes a black box that workers go and do something, whether it's tightening bolts or whatever else it might be, that isn't tracked with technology. So that's tracked on paper if it's tracked at all. And then it comes back to somebody signing off and saying, yep, this was done properly and off we go. And in many cases, unfortunately, it wasn't done properly. So what our software does is we connect to the tools the workers are using. Well, first we, we digitalize whatever the procedure is the workers are supposed to follow. So, you know, to tighten a bolt, just to keep using that example, uh, I have to follow these five steps, one of which is applying a wrench to actually tighten the bolt. And uh, our software will guide the worker through it. So make sure they have the right skill sets, make sure they know what they're supposed to do. And then we'll connect to the wrench that the worker is using with Bluetooth and validate that, yes, indeed, that bolt was tightened or not. And then if it's not, we send an alert up. Um, so we're both guiding the worker, but then flagging for management at whatever level when there is an issue. And that's how we uh, have achieved the success that we have. Excellent. And how, how do you keep this from being overwhelming? I mean, so I, I've got a number of my clients as I sort of think about it, the especially, and I, I know it depends sort of on the, the size and volume of, of a company. Like yeah. I used to work for big multinational chemical company. So yeah. we had you know some very, very high volume products that could be systematized with like that and things yeah. like that. Um, but I've also got clients that are, you know, smaller, you know, the, job shop type activities where, you know, kind of getting to that point of detail becomes pretty hard because they've got to do that hundreds of times with hundreds of different um, customers and, um, and they, they may not. So is there a niche for your, for your system or your product? Is it more on the high volume, high throughput type activities? Is it, you know, how, or how do you manage all yeah. the smaller clients and, and things? Or is that, you know, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll turn it over to you. What's What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a great question. In uh, th There's two ways I'd respond to that. One, you asked about a niche. And we, we focus on work that is um, high volume, high risk of failure, and difficult to automate. So, so we're not going to necessarily go to um, somebody, I, I, and, and this is in no way it means to disparage it, but you know, someone doing home repairs might not have that high volume type of work where if there's a failure, it might be very frustrating to the homeowner, but it's incredibly unlikely to result in physical injury, uh, either to a person or uh, environmental disasters or anything like that. So we try to focus on areas where the consequence of failure is high. Um, so chemical plants, like you mentioned, aviation, transportation, things like that. Uh, the second, the second piece is when we do go work with a customer, whether they're large, a large company or a small co uh, company, we always encourage them to start small. Uh, people oftentimes at the senior executive level want to do something, you know, fix everything at once, and that's a really good recipe for nothing happening at all because you're you're trying to take too big of a bite of the elephant, so to speak, and it's you know, figure out one area of their business to look at or, or one type of work that they do to look at, achieve a victory there. And then what happens is one, it's it's manageable. So you can see results pretty quickly, but two, get buy-in mm -hmm. from the rest of the employees at the organization who are familiar with it to say, oh, this is one, it's not scary. And two, it actually helps us do our jobs better. And ideally we 
they start doing this themselves. That's what we want them to do. Whether, whether it's using the software or using the business methodology, whatever the appropriate solution is. Uh, and that's why we wrote the book. We want people to read the book and be able to do a lot of this stuff themselves. And so they can start thinking about their business this way. And maybe we come in just as an advisor to help them. We don't have to do it for them because ideally we want every business thinking about quality in this way so that we don't have the type of accidents that unfortunately are, are common in our society. Absolutely. And, you know, I think especially, and I've spent some time in heavy industry, you know, aluminum mills yeah. and, uh, exactly. um, you know, steel refractory and, you know, chemical plants and, you know, big clients that used our chemicals in their, in their plants. And, uh, you know, as you, as you think about those things, there's just no doubt that there are those significant opportunities for, for failure. And, um, and as you go through that, you, you know, if you've, if you've found a way to help organizations reduce or eliminate that failure, that's a, uh, it's a, it's a great place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And we're very proud of the the, the results that we've achieved, both with the, on the technology and the, uh, the process side, and really hope that folks listening to this podcast, you know, pick up the book and see how it could help uh, you can help your own organization get better and and make sure you know we don't have the same type of failures and accidents that that we keep seeing today. Absolutely. Well, hey, Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, and uh, and I'm sure that people will benefit from picking up your book. Especially, I've got you know, as I said, a pretty good network of folks over the years in aluminum yeah. and steel and absolutely in uh, other heavy heavy industries. So I'm you know sharing this out to some of them will be uh, I'm sure very beneficial. So thanks That's thanks right. again for being on the the podcast optics in action and sharing your wisdom with our audience today uh how do people get a hold of you uh best way is linkedin i'm pretty active there so just find me matthew climate accumulus should come up pretty easily reach out i i i respond to everybody who's not you know a, a spam bot <laughs> trying to contact me um but uh that that's linkedin is the best way otherwise uh, my first name you know just matt at cumulusds.com that's my email address and would uh, love to hear from folks awesome i i found i found a little trick of how i keep the uh how i figure out which ones are the spam bots how's that on linkedin well i don't want to put it out there too publicly oh, okay we'll talk out we'll talk I'll, offline. I'll tell you offline i'll tell you offline anybody who wants anybody listening to the podcast who wants to know i'll, I'll share it offline but i don't like <laughs> it too public out there i don't want people figuring out how to overcome it but right anyway, right right <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on matthew on optics in action thank you again and uh and i appreciate the wisdom that you shared with our audience today thanks this was a great conversation ryan thanks for having me thank you for listening to the optics in action podcast if you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss thanking you for listening to Optics in Action.